Hello everybody, it's Trish Rubin and welcome to Blur and Blend Marketing. It's my 18th podcast and I am here in France at IESEG, a school that is very close to my heart and I consider it my home for teaching in Europe. So I think you're going to be interested in the topic because it represents something that if you're a student, many students are interested in learning about how to see the world, how to educate them themselves through opportunities in their own education. And if you are a professional in the area of marketing, you can hear about how marketers in the higher ed community of international work uh, use their skills to build this uh, community, to change higher education, and to impact students in a global way. So it is a marketer who I'm looking at today. It's my friend, Marta Vespas, and as she is a marketer. I know that she is a very fine marketer because I actually met her in a line at a conference, at a big international national conference, and I heard her voice. And even though she was speaking French and I was kind of getting what she was saying, I saw such energy and I turned around, we began to talk. She's a fabulous networker. I consider myself to be a strong networker. And that was many years ago. She is responsible for me being uh, in just lucky enough to have opportunities to touch the next generation. So I would like Marta to tell her story, who she is, what she does, and uh, what ESEG is about, and then I'm going to ask her some questions about the, the context of internationalism, what's happening in study abroad, what challenges study abroad today, and where uh, she sees the next steps or the opportunities. She's just come back from a big conference and has met lots of partners and has heard a lot of uh, updates on what's going on in this really interesting world of study abroad. So, Marta, welcome to my podcast, and thank you for having me in your office. So she welcomed me to her office here in La Défense in Paris. So tell the listeners who you are and what your passion is, what you do here at ESEG. Thank you, Trish. Uh, so I'm Marta Vasquez. I was born in Portugal and came for the first time to France when I was five years old. That was my first international experience. Ah. Uh, my last name is Vasquez because my husband is Spanish, so as well, I'm familiar with the Spanish culture. Mm -hmm. I lived in the U.S. when I was nine years old during one year because my great-grandfather immigrated in 1917 to Massachusetts. Mm. And... Uh, when I was studying, I studied in the business school. I went abroad several times. The first time was uh, for an internship in Venezuela, in Latin America. Uh, the second time was uh, going back to Portugal as a student in order to discover what it was to study in the country where I was born. So I studied in Portuguese and in English. And uh, the third experience during uh, my studies was at Copenhagen Business School in Denmark. Oh, such a varied background. How many languages do you actually speak, too? Well, fluently, I speak five, wow. and I have notions in two others. That's what I know is called a polyglot, somebody who can speak all these languages, so I'm so impressed with that. 
So right now I'm the Associate Director in charge of International Network and Development at YESEC School of Management. Uh, YESEC is a school that was founded in 1964, first uh, in the north of France, in Lille, and then we decided to create a campus in the business district of Paris in 2008. Uh, the district is called La Défense. And I, I call it Wall Street in Paris. <laughs> That's correct. Like, it looks like that. It's amazing. <laughs> if you have been to Paris and you know all of the tourist views of Paris and the lovely views, when you, you leave that, it's only two stops away on the express uh, uh, metro that you can get to those, uh, to, uh, those tourist places. But this is a different view. In our school, we have right now a hundred different nationalities represented oh, wow. among our student population. Okay. And um, among our permanent professors, we have 47 nationalities. Uh, we have implemented what, what is called internationalization at home, mm. in one hand. So we welcome all these uh, students from partner universities, but as well international degree-seeking students. Uh, and uh, it is mandatory for our students to study abroad during one semester at least, mm. and as well to do an internship abroad during six months. So they need to get this, uh, the student experience, but as well uh, the yeah. working experience. So that's what really distinguishes the school. When it's ranked, it's one of the top-ranked schools uh, in France. It is. And yeah. uh, it, it's rigorous to commit to uh, studying here, uh, not only being educated here in Paris, but then saying, I'm going to uh, find it, uh, an exchange and, and an internship. And Marta, as I see behind you, we're sitting in her office and a big whiteboard with all uh, different partnerships that you have formed. Tell us about what you do. So my job is to create opportunities for our students to study abroad in one hand. Uh, the other hand as well is to develop new programs with partner institutions and to get to get the faculty involved in these programs and to expand the research collaboration between these international professors and our permanent professors. Mm. So it has layers or different, there's one uh, commitment to this internationalization at home, which I love, and then the different avenues that you have to travel in order to pull that together. That's correct. Wow. And how did you come to, uh, to ESA? Uh, Tell us about that. Well, I studied business uh, initially, and I started to uh, my first job during four years as an international sales manager for a company, an event company, where I was having a lot of fun. But then I wanted to have a real goal in my life, and I thought higher education would be uh, the way. So I decided to apply to a position to the school I studied in, uh, in France, and they accepted me at the international office, so I did that during three years, and then uh, decided to apply to come uh, at ESIC, and it's been nine years now that I've been oh. working. Yeah. So really looking in a purpose-driven way to take your skills as a marketer and to understand how that and then the brand match for you coming to ESIC because this brand of ESIC is growing and growing has really... Uh, it is fun to do this kind of work too, but I loved when you said, well, I was looking for something, the next level of commitment. And that's another reason why we share great connection because I think we both love the energy of the students and the purpose of seeing them educated in this way. Yeah. Totally. So talk to us about this world of study abroad. I, We're living in geopolitical times of 
where we have people who are saying, I know from our country, try not to talk too politically, but uh, this idea of America first, and it's being shared in other places. And we are certainly not that way when we're thinking about globally educating people. So what is the context now for study abroad? How has it changed? Well, the best way to understand other cultures is to get to to go there and to discover these cultures. So uh, nowadays uh, in Europe, it's been already a long time that uh, the institutions are st sending their students abroad, but we've, we've seen that in other areas of the world, like the U.S., we're welcoming more and more students uh, that come from uh, U.S. partners to study here at ESEC. Uh, we're welcoming more and more students from Asia as well and from Africa. We've started a lot of uh, collaborations uh, mm. with Africa, so uh, we welcome professors from that uh, uh, continent uh, students and we send as well our professors and our students more and more yes I have to say I've been the beneficiary of that as an instructor to uh, have gone to Dakar to the group uh, IAM and and you're right even you know it, it, for an instructor to really understand the the gaps of teaching and understand the challenge it is as an instructor to communicate to students of a different culture and to open yourself up to that. It's very powerful. And uh, so, yeah, I see that ESEG is doing that. And how many partnerships have you claimed here? So right now we work with 281 partners in 69 countries. Wow, it's so exciting. You know, people who know me know why I, I am so happy to be part of this organization as a visiting instructor. And what are uh, students looking for specifically, do you think, when they identify the study abroad experience here? Uh, it really depends on their target in terms of work and or personal uh, targets. Uh, we uh, have meetings with all our students in order to better understand their needs. It's, it is mandatory to go abroad for yeah. all the students, as I said, but they need to uh, understand better what they want to get out of that experience. Mm -hmm. So we help them. We know what questions to ask them in order to get them to, to go to, to understand better what they want to do exactly. Mm. And um, so I, I know that we're, I'm looking at, you know, an American school on the board, you know, a school like Clemson and uh, sending students. Uh, why do you think that happens? What have you been able to demonstrate to an American school about this school that they need to come here? Well, when uh, I arrived here nine years ago, the collaboration was not really working at that point. Uh, we had a, an agreement, but nothing was really happening. Mm. Uh, so we decided to discuss and to see, to find out what was the needs, really, of uh, what were sorry, the needs of uh, Clemson students. And we got to understand that uh, they needed to have specific courses implemented that would be recognized by the institution, but they needed as well to have a real uh, experience here in Paris. So we decided to do it for a semester long in mm -hmm. order not only to have a short-term period, like a, a one-week or two-week program, won't get them to really understand yes. uh, the French culture. Yes. And they have a specific course about European business culture, and a course about French culture and French language Wonderful. as well. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you also uh, give those opportunities. Uh, tell, uh, tell us a little bit about 
in the summer when I'm going to be here, you have many different ways that study abroad can be experienced. So for Clemson, they get that very intense immersion. Mm -hmm. And what's happening in July? What do you do that's different when you bring people in? Yeah, in July we have uh, what we call our summer programs. We have four different programs. And we have students coming from partner universities, but as well non-partner universities, and they get to uh, discover each other. And we have professors coming from everywhere mm -hmm. uh, in the world that teach these courses. We have our permanent professors as well teaching these classes, but mm -hmm. that makes a real uh, melting pot, a real international experience yeah, for all of them. very exciting. And so uh, I see that part of what you do uh, in the context is you... You really understand the relational part of this making this happen with over 200 partners. And as you said, you know, there was nothing really going on. You can have an agreement on paper. And sometimes people might settle for that and go, oh, we have this agreement on where we've got a partner. Mm -hmm. But I think you bring something else to it. When you form a partnership, what, what do you want to offer that for yourself? What are you giving them? Because... I think you're giving them an, a human-to-human -human connection. Yeah, for me, it's very important to get to understand uh, the partner, uh, not only uh, for the work, but as well as a human uh, being. I really try to do my best to uh, make sure uh, it works well in both ways. Yeah, and I think the fact that you have yourself been so international that you're able to be that sensitive to these particular cultures and really honor that and I think that's part of what we know about marketing mm -hmm. it has to have that human to human connection and one thing too I, I want to bring up is now you can also relate to your students as a student will you tell us a little bit about you're you're going to actually to educate yourself to another level as well yeah. and it's another it's an international experience <laughs> True. I'm doing right now a DBA in higher education management at the University of Bath in the UK. So it really helps me to better understand the higher education uh, um, sector. And as well, it's very interesting because I'm in a class where I have students uh, with me that work as well in uh, other uh, institutions. And they are coming from all over the world, from Colombia, from Canada, from South Africa from Hong Kong, and it really gets me back to that uh, international experience, and it helps me to, to even better that. Yeah, to be thinking as a student. Yeah. yeah, so I think that's really an enhancement for you. So it, what, what about the challenge to doing this now? So what keeps you up at night sometimes, Marta, when you think about what you're trying to accomplish? What are challenges for, for people who might say, yeah, if you're, if you're in marketing, maybe I'd like to think about this. Maybe I should be a marketer in, in international education. Uh, the challenges, for example, are that some people have some beliefs about specific cultures. And uh, some parents, for example, don't want their kids to go to a specific country because they have these beliefs that are most of the time not the right ones. Mm -hmm. So the students uh, come up to us and say, uh, you know, I'm really dreaming of going 
to this country in order really to discover the culture. And I think this will bring me this uh, for what I want to do in the future. So we try to convince the parents and to explain them this situation in order to make it happen. And most of the time it really happens for the students. So again, that's that, that sort of human to human contact that this, the, the student wants this and then the parent has to be informed about the, their beliefs. And I, I was impressed when I was in Dakar and I had three students from Paris, and they were studying there. And uh, I loved it. And uh, they talked about their interest in global development. And that's why they were in a, an urgent country. So uh, I, I think it's when I see people like this, the students are really bold. It's the, the, the parents that have got to be convinced sometimes. Right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but um, they'd really get to, uh, most of the time, uh, make the parents come to that country and then change the parents' minds too. So it really helps other red generations yeah. to change their minds to see about that, a specific yeah. culture. When you think of your own children, because you have two children, what do you think about their experience? So they're lucky they have a, they'll have a parent that really says, opens up the world to them. But do they understand what you do and do they look forward to studying? Yeah. Well, when I was pregnant of my first, uh, my daughter, I read a lot about what it was to be uh, raised uh, with different languages and different cultures because I'm Portuguese, mm -hmm. my husband's Spanish, and we're living in France. So yes. I wanted to make sure it was well done for them. And what I've learned from that was that one person needs to be one language and one culture. So basically I'm speaking Portuguese to my kids, my husband's speaking Spanish, and we speak together with my husband in French, so they get to hear French as well at home, not only at school. Mm -hmm. And of course, the, important, the importance of uh, having uh, good English skills, I've put them in, in English school. And my daughter, who's now 11, is always asking me, oh, mommy, can I go with you to that country? She re really wants to discover uh, a lot. The explorer. <laughs> my son is asking a lot of questions about Asia, specifically, so... It's exciting. It really. is. Oh, it's exciting. <laughs> so that brings us to the the next level, the next generation. So when you were at your conference, uh, tell us just a little bit about the conference and what what, what seems to be new in the business of international mm -hmm. uh, marketing to people for schools. Uh, so the conference is EAE and it was in Helsinki in Finland. Uh, up until now, the, the exchanges that were done uh, in terms of students were uh, only at the undergraduate and the master level. And the trends that we've seen lately is, is that a lot of uh, institutions would like to send their executive students abroad as well oh. to expand that offer. You know? Wow, that's, that is exciting. As well, the other uh, trends, uh, they want to develop a lot of online programs together between different institutions in order to get this international exposure, but online for the students. So having that mix of the online and learning about people working online in groups and learning together with the possibility of, I guess that's what you're doing at Bath, you're doing online and uh, as you're learning in your own. Yeah. So you, you, you have online contact and then you come together. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, I, I'm interested in the, 
the executive, though, that that's really special. Once we we get our degrees and start working, we think, oh, well, that's it, but it's really not. And people who want to go further, to have a, a company say, yes, we want you mm. to, to explore, that's fantastic. So that's a very, very uh, exciting direction, too. So, uh. so uh, one other thing, when we uh, look at what you're doing, you are looking at a, a, a dissertation, and just what is the interest of your dissertation? What will we you be writing about at this point? Have you you've thought about that, haven't you, for yourself? How will you inform the community with a dissertation? What topic do you think you? Well, right now I'm working on the the new policy, Bienvenue en France, that was just launched by the government, the French mm -hmm. government, uh, in last November. And uh, the government wants to uh, make public universities uh, competitive worldwide. Mm -hmm. So they've implemented uh, a very strict policy that is micromanaging, basically, higher education institutions in France. Mm -hmm. uh, so basically, the, the topic I'm doing at my dis dissertation right now is explaining how now the, governor, the French government wants to micromanage um, higher education institutions in order to make them competitive worldwide. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? Is that positive uh, for the for schools then? Yeah, I, I really think that uh, in France, uh, public universities really need uh, to have a very detailed process in order to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it won't work because it's been like that during years and yes. years decades yes. uh, and uh, yeah so that's the really, way to do it to yeah. really make that a uniform uh, vision of what you can offer to students and and tighten that up okay so we'll we'll look for that but I uh, I before that is published oh <laughs> uh, where where can we find you when we want to see you on social media where what uh, platforms are you on yeah, I'm in LinkedIn, uh, Marta Vasquez on uh, LinkedIn, and Twitter yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. And I liked your content because, Marta, you've really, you're putting content and sharing content. So anyone who's out there listening and wants this content across education, marketing, uh, you have content that you are sharing, which is really fantastic. So uh, I just want to close with, again, reminding people that the reason why I do this podcast is, is to look at people who are involved in marketing and involved in, in really bringing people together, how difficult it is right now because there's so much noise, which I call the fog, you know. How do you find your way? And then I tried to find people to talk about uh, who are doing that, who are making those uh, sensibilities come out of the fog and then are creating new opportunities. They're connecting with people. So when I say it's a, a blur and blend, we are all in a, a way trying to find our way in whatever areas we are in promoting a business, a service, a product, an institution. And then how do we find the ways to blend? And you are, as again, I'll say over your shoulder, a master blender <laughs> of all these different partnerships that then can bring uh, innovative uh, way of working together with an institution 
And at the end of the day, you're changing the lives of people that I get to see when I teach um, to give them something different and special. So I think we're a good team. We've always been able to uh, enjoy ourselves personally, and, and I'm looking forward to doing more and more work with you professionally. And uh, you'll, you'll hear more from Marta uh, over the course of, I'll have to come back and do an interview with her uh, as she moves through her uh, journey, as her dissertation does, and as we work together uh, on further partnerships. She makes the partnership, and then I'm happy to come in and provide the value so people can see that uh, ESEG uh, uh, cares uh, about the development of people in that big area. So uh, thank you so much. Thank you, Trish. And I'm going home, and I'll be home uh, next week. I'll put this podcast together, and I'll be happy to share it with my network. Bye-bye, everybody. Au revoir. Merci. (laughs)